Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Hello, witches. It is Wednesday, and this is a special bonus episode where we continue talking with Kiki Dombrowski about books of shadows slash grimoires. All right, so we are back with Kiki Dombrowski. We are on day three of our book of shadows. Oh, no, grimoire. Our grimoire. <laughs> It's the grimoire. <laughs> so hard. Um, our, our grimoire series. Um, and today we are talking about layouts. So we kind of talked about the history. We talked about the etymology of the words, where they came from. Um, we talked about like what your book of shadows should be and the content of it. So now let's talk about like the layout. Like that seems really daunting. Like how are we laying out our book? Ooh. I mean, I guess that we have to kind of look back and think about what are the things that we want to collect in our grimoire. So there could be magical spells, mantras, uh, crystal correspondences, aromatherapy, <laughs> printed book pages from the library on the history of witchcraft, uh, pressed flowers. I mean, like there, there's so many different things that you may or may not want to include. There are some people like me, I am very type A. I'm the firstborn and it's very obvious. I have a three, a three ring binder. So it's not very um, sexy looking. Like again, you and I with the charmed, you know, it doesn't look like the charmed book of shadows it's a three ring binder but oh my god it's so utilitarian and it allows me to have this like flexibility in formatting different you know sections with dividers um if i feel like information is outdated i could take it out um and if it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger i just get a bigger three ring binder um some people do want a little bit more of uh a fancy, beautiful feeling to it. And you could get a, you know, do you want to just have a, a journal where, you know, it's like, Hey, there's no sections, but it feels like a journal, you know, you, you just add to it page by page. It could really be an artistic expression. Um, so that's, if you want physical journals, I mean, there's also electronic ones, right? Like you can have a one note, on, on your desktop, like your OneNote can have a grimoire section in it. Um, I think in the old book, um, it, when I say old book, I you know, the, the Eight Extraordinary Days book that isn't um, out at the moment, I called one idea the USB of shadows, which I think is really cute. <laughs> but, um, you may want to keep all your information in a cloud or, you know, a flash drive that you share with people in your coven. Um, it could be a safe way to store information, a way that you could go in and edit things. Um, but uh, the layout is really up to the practitioner. And I think ultimately it, it just depends on 
What's your personality and what are you going to continue to work with and return to working with? So I know for me personally, I am someone where I do need a a little bit of the fantasy, a little bit of the, Mm. of the aesthetic. Um, So something similar, like when you were talking about your binder and how you're like, okay, we know when I need to expand it, I just get a new binder. Uh, A really wonderful way that a lot of uh, grimoires are being created these days is they're being created um, over the structures of scrapbooks. So you know how Mm -hmm. scrapbooks, you can like unscrew the screws to move pages around or add in more paper or um, to take things out. And I think that's a really wonderful way to kind of merge the idea of like binder and like aesthetic Um, and then it also takes a little bit of the fear away that like, oh, if I mess up this page, it's okay. You can just take out the little screws and like pull the paper out. Right. Right. And you're speaking to a a, a junk journaling fanatic that speaks to me on so many levels because it's the best of both worlds. Right. Yeah, it really is. And then like mine personally, um, I really loved the practical magic uh, system of, uh, information arrangement, which this is one of those things that like, you only know if you like, this is one of those things that everyone knows. So I might be dropping a little behind the scenes, practical magic information. Um, you might know, you might not, but if you remember in practical magic, the book, uh, opened and then there was like a back section. So remember, it would open really big because they'd have the front part of the book and then like a hidden back. Do you remember that? I don't, but now I'm going to have to go watch the movie again. Oh, gosh. Yes, you're going to have to look. So like, remember when Sally's really upset, she goes to the ants and she brings out the book and she opens up like it like a regular book. And then she opens up another section. And so the book is really spread out. That's because, and uh, again, this is like, hardcore behind the scenes practical magic info um the first part of the book which was like a regular book was the regular information what does or the soft information how you know how do you make a love potion what do like what are roses for how do you use you know selenite or whatever and then that secret back section that she flipped open when she was upset and was looking for because she wanted to bring back her husband from the dead. Right. She opened up the she opened up the front half. It wasn't what she was looking for. She opens up the back half, and the back half had all the dark information, the how to raise the yeah. dead, how to do all that stuff. So I all that really inspired me. So that's how, like my that. So I have the practical magic style of Book of Shadows, where it has two sections. Um, uh, and uh, like a hidden section and then a main section. And then ideally, if I ever get around to actually, which we'll talk about tomorrow or mm. Friday, if I ever actually get to uh, arranging it correctly, ideally, I would, as someone who does like to work with spirits and the dead, I would probably do the same ideas, have the darker stuff in the back, the lighter stuff in the front. I've heard of people doing similar to that, where they, instead of having a hidden part of the book, they have a hidden script. So they're using, you know, what is the name of that? Theban, that's it. Oh, Theban. Yeah, Theban. Theban, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, where 
instead of writing it in English, like you have a special secret code that you're writing everything in. Um, so not, so unless you're in the know and you know how to decipher the code, you're not going to read it. Yeah, that's the witch's cool. alphabet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, that's it. That's yes. what I was thinking of. <laughs> it is really fascinating and really interesting. And so, but because I am someone who uh, very much needs um, the fantasy and uh, I was raised on practical magic, there's a good chance I'm just going to follow in those footsteps. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say on layout? I, I I love that we always come in together and talk and we have different perspectives. And I think it's so helpful for audience members who are listening to go, oh, okay, well, you're not doing it wrong if you have a three ring binder. You aren't doing it right if you have an online book. You aren't doing it wrong if you have this type of book. The, the best format, the best layout for you is the one that you are going to utilize and you use and resonates with your personality. So Tanya, you like fantasy. You want to touch that fantasy. So that's what you got. And I think that's awesome. For me, I know that like I'm, I'm a little bit of an airhead. I'm definitely a Gemini. So like, if I don't have everything extremely structured, uh, and like I said, like I'm very type A, like it has to be very extremely organized. Otherwise it just floats away. So just when you consider the layout, think about what is going to be easiest and most enjoyable for you to work with. And I love your suggestion about the scrapbooking because it really does bring in the best of both worlds. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. I had an abortion when I was 15 years old in my home state of Arizona in 1994. It was not a decision that I made lightly, but I have never for one moment doubted that it was the right decision for me. But so much has changed in Arizona and many other states since then. If I were that same 15-year-old in Arizona today legally, I would have to get parental consent. I would be forced to undergo a medically unnecessary ultrasound, go to a state-mandated in-person counseling session designed solely to shame me into changing my mind, and then take a state-mandated 24-hour time out to make sure I really know what I wanted. And finally, I would be forced to give the state a reason why. Well, here is mine. It is my body, not the state's. Women and their doctors are the ones that are in the best position to make informed decisions about what is best for them, 
no one else. No bill that criminalizes abortion will stop anyone from making this incredibly painful decision. These bans will not stop abortion from happening, but they will drive women and girls and people into the shadows, which is what this has always been about, shaming and controlling women's bodies. In the week after I shared my story on my show, women were coming up to me in the street, in the supermarket, at my gym, with tears in their eyes, thanking me for my bravery. But the word brave didn't sit right with me. Why is it brave to speak to an experience that millions of people around the world throughout history have gone through? And then I realized it is considered brave because as women, we have been taught to feel shame about our bodies since birth. I am so sad that we have to sit here in front of a row of politicians and give deeply personal statements because the why doesn't matter, it should not matter. I am a human being that deserves autonomy in this country that calls itself free, and choices that a human being makes about their own bodies should not be legislated by strangers who can't possibly know or understand each individual circumstances or beliefs. I'm here today to help destigmatize a legitimate medical procedure and continue to encourage women not to allow themselves to be shamed for their choices. And finally, I am here today for my two little girls, Birdie and Cricket. My dream for them is that they will live in a world in which women are truly equal with complete control over their own reproductive health. That is the dream I hold for all people, regardless of their privilege or parents or what state they live in. That dream is slipping further and further from reality with every ban passed. I hope that you, our elected leaders, can help us reverse the tide. Thank you. I look forward to today's discussion.